Welcome to the Rating Room. This is our first bonus episode, so welcome, Patreons. This is episode one, the predictions for the next Bond. As Jay said, we're going to take a look at some of the actors who are linked with playing the role of James Bond following Daniel Craig's departure. So we're going to get into some of the detail of who are the bookies' favourites, who we think may or may not take the role, past and previous and future work, and we'll see what we come up with at the end in terms of a rating. Yeah, so Andy, before we kind of get into who are the bookies' favourites and some of our, you know, some of our picks, outsiders you might call them, let's just take a step back and think before Daniel Craig was chosen, who were the actors considered at that point in time? So there was Rupert Friend, who played Peter Quinn in Homeland. We've got Henry Cavill, who, interestingly, was deemed too young, actually, by Martin Campbell, who directed GoldenEye and Casino Royale. Yeah, we had uh, Sam Worthington uh, before he was cast in Avatar and Terminator Salvation. We had Alex O'Clocklin, who uh, you may know from Hawaii Five-0. Julian McMahon, who's currently in FBI Most Wanted, but was also in Nip Tuck and was Doctor Doom in the Fantastic Four. Yeah, and we've got Clive Owen. So he, he's been in Children of Men, Sin City. Interestingly, as part of the research, Andy, apparently he actually wanted a percentage of the profits so he was um, not chosen because of, and that did influence an impact on why he wasn't chosen. And Dougary Scott from Mission Impossible 2 and Hitman 2. All those names were beaten out by Daniel Craig, who had previously been in Layer Cake and Road to Perdition, amongst other things. Yeah, so Andy, thinking back to before Daniel Craig was successful in the casting, do you remember what your thoughts were on these, these actors that we just mentioned? So... Thinking back, I, I recognise some of the names. Some of the names surprised me a little bit in terms of their choice at the time. But I, I know more of their work these days as opposed to what would have been, what, 16, 17 years ago now. I do remember as well Daniel Craig being chosen. And um, I know there was a lot of kind of mixed feelings both in the press and with people I knew in terms of whether they'd make the right choice or not. Uh, but there's certainly... a, a four or five names on that list that I think could have been or would have been worthy contenders. How about yourself? I remember Daniel Craig obviously being linked. I remember Clive Owen and Dougie Scott as well. I didn't really remember um, the other people that we just mentioned, but obviously we found those as part of the research. So yeah, I remember 15, 16 years ago, I remember Daniel Craig, Dougie Scott and Clive Owen were the three that kind of come to mind. Yeah, and I know um, you've obviously mentioned about the reaction of Daniel Craig and stuff, and we can cover that in a minute. Yeah, so they were the three that I kind of remembered at that point. Yeah, it's interesting. So I guess the, the real question is, looking back, did they make the right choice? You're looking at these names that we picked out. I remember at that point in time, I wanted Clive Owen think you know thinking back then um when it was between i remember i'm, I'm sure i recall it was clive owen and daniel craig were the, the two front runners and i remember that clive owen was the one that me and you know the future wife were the ones you know that we kind of favored as clive owen it's difficult because you know because these people haven't been cast as the james bond it's hard to make that choice because Daniel Craig, I think, is a good Bond, but I think other people on that list 
I would say look more of a conventional James Bond, if that makes sense in terms of what you tend to perceive to be what James Bond looks like. So going through some of these names, I think Dougree Scott, Clive Owen, I think both look a, a, a James Bond kind of character. Henry Cavill as well. I think he, obviously we're going to talk about Henry Cavill later. He, he looks like a James Bond, I think. What about you, Andy? What do you, do you think in terms of, did they make a right choice? So similar thoughts to you, really. I think ultimately Daniel Craig did such a great job that it's hard to imagine anyone else playing the part in, in those films that he portrayed Bond in. I think of the names mentioned, Clive Owen and Dougray Scott are the two standouts for me. I think Clive Owen especially would have been your stereotypical Bond. He's, he's somewhat Brosnan-like, you could say, in his demeanour and his stature. So it would have been some way, in some ways a natural follow-on. I think Henry Cavill was probably not a name on my list at the time. And considering his age at the time, would have been probably early to mid-twenties, if I recall correctly. It's It's a safe argument to say, yes, he's too young. But also, if you think about the film's... That Craig was in and actually what they did with the films i.e. a reboot from the beginning having a young actor would not necessarily have been a bad choice so Henry Cavill could have fit that that mold quite easily so I think ultimately I have to say yes they did make the right choice but it's still interesting to see what would have been particularly with a name like a Clive Owen or a Dougray Scott okay Andy so before we move on I'm just going to throw this one out here going through the list say yes or no in terms of would have you cast that actor so Rupert Friend would have you regard if Daniel Craig we remove Daniel Craig and in terms of anyone being like a favorite if they were the ones chosen would do you think it would have been a, a good casting so Rupert Friend do you have an opinion on that if, if, you're not, if we're not familiar then we can go and just pass not overly familiar so I'm going to say no on that one okay but you've obviously touched on Henry Cavill Give your verdict on that one. So I think this would have been a good choice, just based on the fact that it was a reboot of the franchise, so therefore you're looking for a younger actor naturally anyway. And also, at the time, he was doing some great stuff in the Tudors, and obviously since then has gone on to even bigger and better things. So I think I think it would have been a good choice. So he's a yes from me. Okay. Um, Sam Worthington. I would put him in the maybe pile. He's kind of got that rugged look and feel about him in a similar way to Craig had so it would have been a fairly good fit but other than the aforementioned Avatar and Terminator Salvation I'm not familiar with him beyond that so a maybe for me. Okay I'm going to butcher this person's name because when you said it you said it so elegantly so I'm going to say Alex O'Loughlin. Yeah that's probably right. I, I think I said <laughs> Alex O'Loughlin I think I said Luckily. it's my, uh, my natural uh, Irish personality coming out there because I am, <laughs> as you know, zero percent Irish. I'm gonna say no. I've I've seen him only in Hawaii Five O. He's okay, but no, not a bond for me. Okay, Julian McMahon, not to be confused. Is he and related to any of your wrestling folks, Andy? When I saw his name, I thought, oh, I bet Andy's away from him. <laughs> I would assume. <laughs> I would assume not. <laughs> would have Unless thought you would have been is, in it, know. wouldn't you? But if he's an actor, he would, <laughs> he, would have, he would have appeared in it. He would have been beat up by at least one <laughs> or two famous wrestlers. I don't know him to be uh, an egomaniac billionaire, so I don't <laughs> think he's related. 
I put him in the same category as Alex O'Loughlin in that fine as an actor and what I've seen him in, but not a Bond for me. Okay. Clive Owen. Yep. But it would have been a great Bond, I think. Still would be a great Bond potentially, although, you know, lifespan would be somewhat limited. Um, mm. Just looks like a Bond, acts like a Bond, has their, ticks all the boxes. So I think it would have been a good choice. Okay. Dougie Scott. As above, I think he's, he's tremendous. So he would have been a, a yes from me. Okay, brilliant. So is there anything else we want to cover before we kind of move on to the, the feature that we're kind of really discussing the next Bond? No, let's let's get into the, the beat and potatoes of the matter at hand, I think. Okay. So Andy, so what we've done, listeners, is me and Andy have kind of got together and kind of pulled together some criteria in terms of what we think the next James Bond should be. But before we kind of move on to that, Andy, I think one of the kind of like the past requirements in terms of who Bond should be tended to be white, male, conventionally attractive, but also they, they kind of have that appearance of Britishness, I would say, not necessarily English, you know, British or Ireland, because obviously, um, George Lazenby was Australian, but, you know, he, he did pass as a, a Brit. He was part of the Commonwealth. Now we move on to um, our bit. So, and I was going to go first. So gender, what, what do you think in terms of the next Bond? What, what gender should the next Bond be? I think Bond needs to be male. And I know there's a lot of talk of should Bond be a female? Because um, that would be groundbreaking and revolutionary and take the, the series forward. I think if you want to make a strong female role, uh, like 007, then someone needs to write one. Don't just shoehorn it into an existing one like James Bond, because I think it will always be less than. So I think stick with male and, you know, someone write a, a film that's even better than Bond for a female role. I agree. I think male, I saw an interview with, Barbara Rockley, where she basically said, if, if someone was, you know, someone should write a strong female character. And there's, there's actresses out there that are, could play Bond, as in, you know, but not a Bond, you know, a strong female yeah. characters like Charlie's Fawn. She'd be great as that type of character. Andy, over to you, Anne, in terms of the next criteria that we've picked out. So what do you think in terms of sexual orientation of the next Bond? So I think heterosexual, just because he... He is a womanizer, isn't he, in the Bonds? And we're obviously keeping track in terms of our, you know, season one, in terms of our episodes, we're obviously keeping track of his sexual conquest as well. And they're obviously very prevalent in each movie. So I do think, and it is all obviously all females that he's, he's been linked with and engaged with, you know, the past 25 movies. So I do think that should continue, if I'm being honest. Uh, I would agree. I think the Bond character is inherently heterosexual and there's no need to change that. That doesn't mean that the actor playing Bond has to be. You can have a gay actor playing the straight parts, which which in and itself, you know, is forward thinking in that it is allowing homosexual actors more roles than maybe they're receiving currently. But I think the character is inherently heterosexual. There's a womanizer, like you said, and there's no real need to change that dynamic, I don't think. Yeah. 
I agree about the actor as well. Doesn't necessarily have to be um, heterosexual. Ethnicity, Andy. Obviously, you know, I've, I've just mentioned that in the past, the requirements have tend to be white male. So, what about going forward in terms of ethnicity? What's your view on ethnicity? I think this kind of doesn't matter. I think any ethnicity works. I, I could be wrong, but I don't think it's ever specified that Bond has to be white. I think he just happens to be white and please, you know, feel free to correct me if anyone thinks differently or thinks I've got that wrong. But I think it's just one of those things that he started out white and has stayed that way, but there's very little about the character that says this is a white man. It is a man and it's a straight man. And I think that's, that plays out in all the films that we've seen so far. And we'll see as we continue the series, but I think the, Ethnicity is not necessarily a prerequisite, in my view. What, what say you? I totally agree, and then you put it um, a lot better than how I could communicate it. Really, in terms of, I would say any shape or color, but I'm going to do. <laughs> obviously, we're going to talk about build, so disregard that shape comment. I don't know what it says in the book if it says anything, but any as long as you know, like we said, male, straight, any color, really. I think would be would be fine. Yeah. What about his age? Age, I think I think, you know, in terms of casting an X Bond, and we're gonna obviously talk about the top ten shortly. I don't know what the plan is for the producers. If I was in their shoes, I think I would want to hire a Bond, an actor to play Bond for the next 10, 15 years. I don't want it to be, oh, we do a Bond for the next two, three films only say the film comes out every two years and then keep changing like that. I like someone to come in and really put their stamp on it, kind of really challenge. Obviously, you know, people listening to our, you know, main season at the moment, we're obviously ranking the, the actors. So at the moment where we are from episode eight, we kind of both got Sean Connery as number one. I want the next one to come in, next actor to come in to really challenge Sean Connery and potentially other actors when we, we re-watch those films. So I would say in terms of age, 30s, I would say. And um, what about you? Yeah, I would agree with that. I think you're probably talking a four-film minimum would be how I would pitch it anyway. And considering how often the Bond films are released these days, it's it, they're fewer and further between than they used to be back in the day. So, you know, Connery was pumping them out every year to start with. Craig has done five in 15 years i believe it is so let's say an average of every three to four years so by the time said actor gets to their fourth and fifth film they're going to be pushing 50 if they're early to mid 30s so that seems to be a good age to start start bond at next time around yeah totally so andy what kind of build do you think the the next actor should be so i i said needs to look like a badass and I think what I mean by that is someone who is believable in the role. So has the physical attributes, you know, the strength and the speed, but also has the kind of sophisticated element, can do the detective work, I suppose, for lack of a better term. So it needs to be someone who looks the part. And I think, you know, you've, you've got to have someone who looks like they can handle themselves in a fight at the very least. Yeah, I totally agree. I think you need to be well built. He, I think we mentioned The Rock in a, in a previous episode, Andy. I, when we talk about, well, when I talk about well-built, Andy, I don't know if your view is, 
I don't think it would be, I don't think it'd be someone like The Rock, for example, or a younger version of, say, Arnold Schwarzenegger, not that kind of well-built, like John Cena, like, you know, modernize it. So, you know, I think they have to be quite stocky, well-built, you know, not a dad bod, as people, you know, use the dad bod kind of phase. But also, I think they've got to be good looking, kind of unattractive Bond. If he's, at the moment, we're obviously tracking Bond girls, and I think it's four or five Bond girls per movie during Sean Connery's reign. So it's got to be believable. It can't be someone, I don't want to say anyone, that's not attractive. We can't have someone like Ian Dowie walking on, you know, being John um, James Bond, can we? So yeah, they've got to be good looking, well-built, um, but not too well-built, like I said, in terms of The Rock, John Cena. I think that's too much. Yeah, I would agree with that. And interestingly, The Rock has said he wants to be Bond, you know, to come full circle after his granddad was a villain. But I'm sorry, Mr. Johnson, it's not going to happen. You're too big and you're too old. Yeah, I think we mentioned, I'm sure we meant, you know, when we're talking about, you mentioned his granddad. It was, he only lived twice, wasn't it? Yes, it was. So I think we, I can't remember, I said it, we both agreed, but I think The Rock would be a good villain, you know, because he's intimidating. But also, you know, keeping on the, the wrestling theme, Batista, he's been in it actually, isn't he? He was a henchman, I guess, or a villain in Spectre. So he, he can't be in it again. Well, he well, could be. <laughs> uh, no. We know the recycle actors. Exactly. It's very possible. Days. Yeah. So let's let's talk about the top ten. By top ten, we're really looking at Bucky's favourites at this point. So we've got ten actors that are ranked in order of odds to start with. So I'll go through the first few. So current Bucky's favourite is Reggae Jean Page, uh, with odds of three to one. We'll get into the, some of the, the bios of each actor in a moment, so I'll just go through the names for now. Second favourite is currently Henry Cavill, with odds of four to one. Then we have Idris Elba, six to one. And in fourth place, Tom Hardy, seven to one. I'll take over, Jake. Yeah, so in, in fifth place, in, you know, in terms of the bookies, we've got James Norton at eight to one. Richard Madden is nine to one. Jamie Dernan, 14 to one. Tom Hopper at 16 to 1. And rounding out the field, we've got Sam Hewen at 18 to 1. And rounding out the top 10 is Jamie Bell with odds of 20 to 1. Yeah, so anyone, so Andy, I don't know if you make any kind of bets or bookies. People probably already know this, but just to explain, you put a pound on and you would get seven pounds back for Tom Hardy. Exactly right, yeah. So I always like to bet. Well, I don't bet, but when I have bet, I never book on and bet on favourites. You've got to go long enough odds to make it profitable, but short enough odds yeah. to make it realistic. Regardless of those names, Andy, if we just focus on the odds before we kind of deep dive in, what, is, what would be the area, the odds that you'd think would be worthwhile out of those, regardless of the names? So with, with a list like this, it's difficult because obviously if your favourite's three to one, that means they don't really know. You know, if you've got someone who's even or odds on, then it's pretty much a sure thing. I think in this instance, the field is quite widely spread. So I'd be tempted with a punt at around sort of 12 or 14 to 1 range if I was going into it blind. I would go in the middle of those odds that we've just kind of mentioned. Now we're going to focus on our top 10 candidates. So what we're going to do, we're going to focus on our top 10 candidates now. So I'm just going to, let's, let's go through the first one, Andy. So just so everyone's you know, aware that we're listening, we're going to talk about their age, nationality, 
the, the notable work, so what they've done previously, and then the, the future projects. Um, and then me and Andy are just going to kind of give our verdict on each of the actors in the top 10. And then what we're going to do after that is we're going to pick two outsiders each, and then we're going to do a, a top 10, aren't we, Andy? You know, keeping our ratings theme. Top 10 based on the bookies. We're not including our two outsiders in that top 10. And also, we're going to get our wife's verdicts as well. So, you know, regular listeners to our main podcast, well, you know, we're keeping that theme in terms of the, the wife verdict. So kicking off in terms of the odds on favorite, Reggae Jean Page. So he's 33 years old, his mid-30s, his nationality is British, so he's born in England. He's done his notable work, so he's done Bridgerton, so he's in there one season, he's not in anymore, going well, he's not in season two. He's also been in Waterloo Road for one season. He was in the remake of the Roots miniseries as well, and he was also in for the people for one season so in terms of future works he's he's in a film well he's in numerous films but he's in the the gray man so this is directed by anthony joe russo who uh, are famous from you know from directing films in the marvel cinematic universe the cast include ryan gosling and chris evans as well so that's chris evans from the marvel not the radio dj from you know our british listeners will be familiar with so that's a Netflix film, and it's also, interestingly, Andy, their most expensive film to date with a budget of $200 million. So that's a massive investment there. But he's also in Dungeons & Dragons. So that's obviously based on the role-playing game, so that's a film that they're making. That's due out next year. So we're in 22 um, at the moment, so it's due out sometime in 23. And that cast includes Chris Pine and Michelle Rodriguez. Andy, based on... You know, what I've just told you, that intel and, you know, other kind of knowledge you have regarding Reggae Jean Page. What's your verdict on our first candidate and also the bookmaker's favourite? This is an interesting one because I've not really seen him in much to judge personally. I may have seen him in Waterloo Road, but I don't recall him. Obviously, very young, early 30s. He's, he's a good looking chap. If they're looking for five or six films, um, he's the right sort of age. Bridgerton is a series I've not seen, but that's obviously a huge success with critical acclaim. So for him to be involved with that as one of the main players, and he stands him in good stead. For me, it's hard to say yay or nay because I've not seen him personally, but I think in terms of being Bucky's favourite, I can kind of understand why they would put him there based on the CV that he's got. What say you? I'm like you. I've not seen him in anything. I've not even watched Bridgerton yet. Uh, well, to be honest, I'm not going to watch it at all. Uh, it's not my my kind of thing, period, dramas. But so um, I'm basing it purely on looks, really. He is obviously bookmaker's favourite, so there's obviously something about him. He, he has a lot of fanfare. So I agree with you. It's a good age. You know, we both said, like, you know, the 30s. I, realistically, I don't think a Bond's going to be out for the next two years, you know, in terms of in terms of the release date, obviously, they're, they're going to make it before then. Well, I imagine, hope so. And I could see him doing the role for the next 15, 20 years, depending on how he ages. He, he seems to have the charisma and that he's good looking as well. The only thing is, because um, I haven't seen him in much and I can only base it on things I've seen on YouTube or, you know, photos. Does he have the physique? Is he... Is he intimidating enough is my concern. The thing that, you know, I'm not jumping all over saying yes, you know, really um, 
promote um, Reggae Jean for this role. So that's, yeah, that's where I am at the moment. Bookmaker's favourite, I think, on the back of the stuff he's done for Bridgerton. But yeah, that's that's my verdict, Andy. Interesting. So I think I think the jury's still out, but um, there's some positives there. Let's move on to Bucky's second favourite, Henry Cavill. 38 years old, um, also British, but born in Jersey. Quite a long list of impressive films and TV to his name. So he's he is Superman, you know, films like Man of Steel, Batman vs. Superman, Justice League, etc. He's in The Man From Uncle. He was in Mission Impossible Fallout. He was in Enola Holmes. Um, he was also in four seasons of The Tudors on TV, and he's currently, I believe, or at least previously, starring in The Witcher. I believe it's currently, my wife's currently watching it, and she loves it. And he's got some some future projects, including the sequel to Anil Holmes, which is Netflix movie likely to release later in the year. Uh, the next series of The Witcher, so he's reprising his role there. He's got a film called Argyle coming out, which is a spy film directed by Matthew Vaughan and including uh, Sam Rockwell, Bryce Dallas Howard and John Cena in the cast. And there's other things he's been linked to, including the Rosie Project film and a reboot of Highlander. So there's a lot of big name films and TV shows already on his CV. What do you think about Henry Cavill's chances? I like Henry. I think he's good age, you know, in the 30s. He's at the top age of 30, though. So time next film comes out, is he going to be around 40 years old? He's been in a lot of good films. You know, I like him in Superman. I've not seen The Man from Uncle, actually. And I've not seen Mission Impossible because I don't watch Mission Impossible. So I'm not a Tom Cruise fan. I liked him in Enola Holmes. I like him in The Witcher. Me and the missus both like The Witcher. So he's got a very strong CV. And like we said earlier, he was second choice, apparently, you know, behind Daniel Craig, but lost out because he was deemed too young. He has the physical attributes of Bond. He's very keen to play Bond. I don't know if you've seen it. He's been in quite a few interviews, hasn't he, Andy, in terms of like talk shows and presenter mentions at being the next Bond. He's very open. Um, about wanting to have a conversation with the producers about that. So for me, yeah, I think he'll be a great Bond, I do. The only concern I would have is because he's in lots of stuff, is that going to impact on the amount of Bond films? His availability is my concern. Because I don't know, you know, in terms of when you sign a contract to be Bond, I'm assuming you sign up for, say, four films, for example, but I don't know if it stipulates in the contract you have to be available this year to do that film, that year to do this film. Do you know what I mean in terms of scheduling? And because yeah. it's so busy, is that going to cause issues in terms of, because like The Witcher, for example, that's been obviously commissioned for a third season. It's, it's a massive hit for Netflix. So you can imagine that's going to continue for a few more seasons. Is in the other films that you mentioned as well. So he's been linked to, you know, the, the Highlander reboot. I don't know if that's a, a film or a TV series at the moment. So that's my only concern in terms of his availability. But otherwise, yes, it, he'd be a very good Bond. What about you? Yeah, it's an interesting take on it because I'm sure Daniel Craig did other things as well during his time as Bond, but I'm not sure how busy he particularly was. And also there was quite a gap between films, so I guess that allowed him to do other projects as well. But it's it's a very interesting one in terms of his current commitments and potential future commitments, whether he can fit everything in. I think what it does do is the fact that he's been in so many major roles means he can handle the pressure that seems to come with being Bond. Um, I'm sure there's pressure on 
on actors of, of many different roles, but it seems like pressure on Bond is just a little bit hamped up. There's a lot of, you know, comparisons of whether, you know, are they as good as Connery? Um, do they have the look? Do they, you know, this, there always seems to be, I mean, the fact that we're talking about this now because it's in the news and there's no Bond film scheduled, there's no Bond actor cast, yet it's still all over the news because it's such a, a pivotal role, suggests that pressure is everywhere. But the fact that he's been in so many big roles would suggest he could probably handle that quite well. And for me, uh, I agree, he ticks all the boxes. He's very suave and sophisticated. He's ripped. He's good looking. Um, I really enjoyed him in The Tudors as uh, Henry VIII's kind of womanizing mate. I thought he played that really well. And I enjoyed, you know, I'm not a big fan of the Superman films, but I thought he played the role well. Uh, so definitely a top contender for me. Yeah, and talking about pressure, Andy, I think it would handle it, you know, considering he's Superman. So, you know, that, that has a lot of pressure, doesn't it? Being Superman. That's, that's a major role to take on, yeah. And he's very keen to continue that role, you know, in terms of future DC films. It, you know, he's come out and said, I, I want to continue to be Superman because um, obviously they've um, recast Batman. Um, you know, so Ben Affleck's no longer Batman, but he's he's come out and said, oh, I want to still be Superman. But yeah, no, I, I agree. I think we're both singing from the same hymn sheet there, really. Henry, you know, he's got out the stamp of approval from the rating room, Andy. Yeah, absolutely. So I don't know if that holds any weight in Hollywood, but rating rating room approved, he can add that to his CV, that's for sure. <laughs> um, before we move on, and I know digressing a bit, when you're talking about future projects, I, I really enjoyed Highlander. So I would love him to be in the new Highlander. I think it would fit in Highlander. I do. That's interesting. Yeah. I'm, I'm a Highlander fan as well. It's been a while. That could be one for a future podcast series in, in years to come. But yeah, well, that's, a, that's an interesting that he's linked to it. I just talk about Highlander. So uh, me and a wife, I'm trying to get my wife to watch more 80s movies. I don't know if you heard on this, Andy, but you know, in the older days, you know, in the 80s when we were kids, I don't know what kind of trailers to have. But so if you look for an 80s film trailer on YouTube, it's just really dodgy. So I put the Highlander film on um, for the missus, the trailer. And I said, oh, do you want to watch this? And she just like watched it and said, no, no chance. But watching the trailer is just really bad. Because they've got, you know, in those days, they had that voice yeah. over all the trailers and how it was all cut. And it's just like, oh, I was saying to her, you got to watch it. It's so it's it's so good. You know, there can only be one. And obviously that just went flying over her That did. She just didn't get it. But no, um, that would be, um, yeah, Highlander, I think, definitely for me. But then is that going to impact on James Bond? So it's he's too talented, Andy, for his own good. Highlander or James Bond, there can be only one. Yeah. <laughs> Also, Andy, actually, I don't know. I'm sure this will have a, a, a be a factor for the producers, but I think he will probably be one of the more expensive options on the list. I don't know if that would swing it, but in terms of, you know, because he's very successful already, I bet he's going to cost a lot more than some of the other people on the, in that top 10. I tend to agree. He's going to want top dollar. Yes. But you get what you pay for, I guess. Yes, you, you do. Well, yeah, I'm sure there's been some football flops out there that doesn't quite work out. That way. <laughs> um, okay, so we are on number three, aren't we, Andy, in terms of the, the top 10, I think. Top 10 book is not our number three. 
So Idris Elba. So age 49. So he's British, born in England. Notable work. So he's been in Luther for five seasons. Good TV show that. The Wire, three seasons as well. Um, a great TV program. He was in Mandela, Long Walk to Freedom, a film. And he's also been in a number of Marvel films. So he's been in the Thor trilogy. They're obviously making a number four. So he's been in those three films. He's been in Avengers Age of Ultron and the Affinity War. He's also been in Hobson Shaw, which is part of the Fast and Furious um, universe. It's kind of a spin-off. And he's also been in the latest The Suicide Squad. So I've seen some of those films. So he's, he's got a strong CV so far. Future Projects. So he's been cast in the 3,000 Years of Longing film. So release date is to be announced. Um, that's directed by George Miller. So Mad Max, you know, things for the Mad Max franchise. And casting includes Tilda Swinton, who is a, is a very good actress. He's also been cast in a film called Beast, and that's a thriller to be released later this year. And he's got two other films. So he's got Heads of State, um, which is an Amazon Studios produced film. And, uh, you know, to continue, continuing in wrestling theme, Andy. So John Cena's in this one, but there's no release date at present. And also, Andy, I don't know if you watched, you obviously mentioned this in a minute. They're making a film of Luther. So that's the continuation of the hit TV series as well. So that release date, you know, they've announced that, but the, the announcement in terms of when it's going to be released hasn't been announced yet. So, Andy, what's your thoughts on Idris? So I'm a big Idris Elba fan. Love Luther. Thought that was tremendous. And The Wire is one of my favourite TV series of all time. Um, and he was great in that. Again, he's um, got a really good CV, some really big roles. I think he would be a really, really good Bond. The thing that's going to let him down is the fact that he's now 49. If going to be a series of five or six films, then that you know he's going to be ageing when it gets to the latter ones and whether that works or not, I guess is a bit unknown. If it's a one-off or, you know, two or three, fair enough. But if he's wanting more than that, it's going to be difficult to kind of fit that in before father time catches up. But aside from age, he'd be a, a, a great pick in my opinion. How would you assess Idris's chances or capabilities? Yeah. So Andy, while you was just talking, I was paying attention. I was thinking, would he be the oldest Bond when he was originally cast? And Roger Moore was 45. So, yeah, he would be. If he was cast now, he would be the, the oldest Bond. So he'd be into his 50s before yeah. he could make and the film would be released. So he'd be basically read, nearly ready to collect his pension before he even started, you know, from the Bond. I'm sure they must have early retirement in the Secret Service. I agree, you know, and he's got a really good CV. He's a busy actor as well. So in terms of what we said about Henry, I think, you know, he, he is busy. He's very in demand. For me, if he was 10 years younger, then I think yes. And he would, you know, probably feature high on my list later on. I think he would play a good villain though. But for me, even though he's really good and what I said earlier, I want someone to come in to do 10 to 15 years. I don't think so. It's a no for me. And before we move on, Andy, I've noticed a little theme, you know, between these, these three people and also the ones before. We've obviously, you know, is it six degrees of separation? The Kevin Bacon. Yeah. 
I've noticed when we, we've named some of these, we've, we've got some links. George Miller, Mad Max franchise. So he's a director, creator of Mad Max. And we're obviously going to go on to another actor soon that appeared in Mad Max. Um, mentioned John Cena, who we you know we've just been talking about The Rock. So we've got a wrestling connection there. Got the Hobson Shaw as well. So that's The Rock. And we just mentioned John Cena. So some of these things that we've been talking about, I've just noticed little connections between, you know, obviously we mentioned Superman and we've got Idris has been in the, the Suicide Squad, so they're both DC films, franchises. So yeah, I just noticed a little six degrees separation here in as well between some of these. Like Chris Evans, so in Reggae, um, Jean Page, Chris Evans is obviously Captain America. We've just talked about Idris appearing in the Marvel films. So yeah, just as we, and Michelle Rodriguez appears in Fast and Furious um, franchise. So we just, you know, talked about, you know, the Hobson Shaw. Um, so yeah, just noticed there's a bit of six degree separation going on with some of these people. Very interesting. Yeah. Just just an observation I've noticed, Andy. I guess it's not what you know, it's who you know. Yeah, this is the future pod, um, projects for Henry includes Argyle, like you mentioned, which cast includes John Cena. Very, very interesting. What I'm hoping is that when the producers of the next Bond film sit down and shortlist these actors and they go through the same top 10 that we're going through now and they go, do you know what? All of these actors have been mentioned on the rating room. We should add Jay and Andy to this list as well as uh, <laughs> make it a top 12. Just, just throwing that out there. I would love to be in a James Bond film. But I obviously couldn't play James Bond. I don't have the the body or the looks, but I would love to be a villain in in James Bond. I could be a good James Bond, but I would take it in a very different direction. Because, <laughs> you know, you'd take away the looks, you'd take away the body, you'd take away the womanizing. So I don't think my wife would go for that somehow. <laughs> take away all the sophistication that Bond has, because I have none of that. It becomes a very, very earthy, gritty, working class kind of film. And maybe, you know, Bond's no longer a secret agent. Maybe he just works in an office um, and the mission is to unclog the photocopier or something. Maybe they're downsized and that's it. Because they're downsized, the budget, all the, the good double agents have left to go and work for another organization. And then they've left with us, basically, to pick up the, the yeah. parts. It's Bond in a post-COVID world. <laughs> but now, if I was an actor, I'd rather play the baddie i would yeah yeah i know that means one film only to the potential of being in three four five films but i just think it'd be more exciting but you know you could be the new blowfeld yeah i'm slightly getting bored i mean you know you've got and you've got your granddad as well who is a villain as well yeah <laughs> yes so he can give you lots of tips on how to and how to lie and cheat and steal your way through the Bond universe. True. Let's give us a call, Hollywood. <laughs> let's, uh, let's, get, let's get back to the topic at hand. So fourth on the, the bookies list was Tom Hardy. He's age 44, British from England. A huge list of notable work. Pick out a few things. So it was in the film Bronson, TV series Peaky Blinders, the films Warrior, The Revenant, Mad Max Fury Road, Inception, Dark Knight Rises, Venom and Venom Let There Be Carnage. Just to, just to name a few things that he's in. Um, he's got some future projects lined up, including the next Mad Max film called The Wasteland, which will be the fifth Mad Max film. A film called Havoc for Netflix, which includes Forrest Whitaker and Timothy Oliphant in the cast. 
the things they carried which is a vietnam war film due to be made with ty sheridan stephen james pete davidson uh, and the film shackleton about the explorer and a shackleton who led expeditions to the antarctic so he's got a lot of work lined up he's got a lot of stuff on his cv kind of a hollywood darling these days you might say with, with how busy and how popular he is but is he a potential bond what do you think jay he's one of my favorite actors actually you know the films that you list there i've seen pretty much all of them i haven't seen the latest venom and i'm not seeing bonson but the other films he's been in have been brilliant so he's got a great cv like some of the other actors on on this list but Again, for me, you know, like the last two actors that we just mentioned, Henry and Idris, he's always busy. So he's one of those actors, you know, there's some actors out there that probably only churn out one film, two films every few years. He's always constantly working and he's mixing TV with films as well. So he's very diverse in the roles he plays as well. So he has that in his locker. So his availability... Would that, would that be a bit of a blocker? I think it potentially would. If they were going down the, the path in terms of getting four or five films out, he's 44. So, you know, he's going to be approaching 60 probably if he did that many films, top end of 50s. So depending on how he ages, he might be too old. If he was a few years younger, I would say definitely yes. If they were only going to have him for two or three films then yes again but like i said we've always worked and the things that he's already signed up for over the next few years i think he's obviously one of the bookies favorites but realistically in terms of his availability does that mean he's, he's probably not going to be what about you andy what's your thoughts on tom hardy so i put tom hardy in the same category as idris elba fantastic fantastic actor um, and I think he'd be a brilliant Bond, but age 44 is a little bit old, potentially. Although slightly younger than Roger Moore was when he debuted as Bond back in 1973. And Roger Moore stayed on for seven films. The The difference is that those seven films were all released within, I think, a 12-year window. I think these days with how uh, they space the Bond films out, I think if he was to play Bond for 12 years, you'd probably just get three films out of him maximum, which is possibly not enough if you're wanting to create a, a longer story arc but that's just kind of how it falls but yeah other other than other than age he's got all the tools um so i think he would be a tremendous bond but probably should have five ten years earlier would have been the time to cast him if you were going to change bond yeah so we both kind of agree there i wonder as well you know when they're talking about the next films do they kind of have an idea in terms of okay this is the the path we want to do for the next three to four films this is kind of like the character arc that we want to take him you know take the audience on you know like the daniel craig the the reboot that they did with daniel craig i felt was very different compared to previous bonds you know in terms of yeah. like the arc and i just wanted the next one are they thinking oh let's do four you know three four five films this is going to be kind of like the story arc over these. So this means we want this actor to play that role. Or are they going to go, you know, next four or five films are just going to be little silos or, you know, obviously in the same universe, but, you know, that's that story. That's that story. Whereas, you know, the Daniel Craig ones, you know, it's gone back to like the Spectra times. Are they going to be like more independent, like the, say, the Roger Moore films? I'm wondering, therefore, 
you could have someone like say Tom Hardy where he comes in knocks out three films maybe and then moves on I just wonder you know in terms of the producers what are they thinking yeah that is interesting because obviously with with Craig being a reboot it was the first time that Bond kind of started again after 20 films which was arguably a continuous story although like you said standalone in terms of the stories of the films that you didn't need to watch the previous one to understand the next one but with craig they all link together from beginning to end so how do they do they reboot do they continue the story somehow do they go down an origin route number of options that they could take and i guess that that determines who they would pick for the role so uh, that's a fascinating topic um, probably a podcast all of its own, to be honest. So I can, we could chat about that all day. We could, yes. Now, moving on to James Norton, I must be honest, Daniel, I'm going to hold my hands up here. I knew nothing about this actor. When I researched for our special podcast episode, I recognised his face. But I'm just going to list his notable works in a minute. But I'm going to hold my hands up and say I've not watched any of them <laughs> before. So... James Norton, age 36, nationality, British, he was born in England, notable works. So he was in Happy Valley TV, he was in for two seasons. Grant Chester TV series, um, he was in there for four seasons. McMafia, so um, I believe that's the Sky original, um, that's TV, one season. The Nevers, so TV uh, series who's been in one season, that Andy, I have heard of, and it's on my watch list, but it's one of probably 100 programmes on my watch list across the multiple platforms that we have. He's been in a few films, but mostly his, his CV consists of TV work. So future projects, again, TV. So he's going to be in a new season of Happy Valley and also the new seasons of Mac Mafia, which... I don't believe it's a mafia program at McDonald's, but, uh, you know, I haven't watched it, so I can't tell you for certain. But also Free Guard is a film. Interestingly, Andy, this is based on a thriller, so a British thriller, where this British con man, imposter, who masqueraded as an MI5 agent. So we're going to see him as a government agent in the future anyway. So depending when that, well, I think it's going to be too late when it comes out. That could have been his audition for the, the Bond role. So what's your thoughts on James Norton? So I don't think I've seen anything that he's been in, except for, I think I've seen The Nevers, but I'm, I don't know if I'm confusing it with something else. And if I did watch The Nevers, I don't remember him in it. And if it is the show I'm thinking of, I didn't enjoy the show. So it's difficult to to judge on that. Lacking a bit of star power, I think is the note that we've maybe both taken on this. And I wonder if this could be actually be an advantage. So I mentioned earlier, and this kind of going against my my own earlier point around Henry Cavill, he's had the big role so he can handle the pressure. I wonder if choosing an actor who is lesser known actually works as a positive because there's less hype around him. There's less less to live up to. So if the pressure's off, you know, maybe he does his best work. But this kind of falls into the category of, I don't know because I don't really know who he is. Anything to add to that? Like I said, I've, I've not seen him in anything either. You know, we, like you just said, both mentioned about the, the star power in terms of our notes. 
the majority of his work has been TV work, but we know from other actors that have played Bond, we know that they've done TV work as well. Does his background kind of fit with this? He does look the part and he's 36. So in terms of what we both said earlier, he fits the profile. So I'm undecided because I haven't really seen him in anything, but I've not discarded him, Andy. Good to know. So sixth favourite, according to the bookies, is Richard Madden, age 35, British from Scotland. Been in a few TV series and films, including Game of Thrones, The Bodyguard, for one series, he was in three series of Game of Thrones. He's also been in the films Eternals, 1917, Rocketman. And he's got an upcoming Amazon Studios series about a spy with several locations spin off, so it's set in across the world, Italy, India, Spain, Mexico, due to be released later this year. So, um, again, a, a decent body of work already. Is he Bond-worthy material, though, Jay? I think he is. So he kind of matches, fits our profile in terms of age, in terms of looks as well. He, I, don't, I don't know if you've seen Bodyguard, but, he, you know, he, he plays a, um, obviously a bodyguard, but, you know, someone that works for the... The police force and he has that physique i've not seen eternals yet that's one of another one on my watch list and so is 1917 that's another one on my watch list i'm not bothered about rocket man so i think he could easily play bond i think due to his age he could do it for the next 10 15 years as well so in terms of a longer story arc you want to you know have someone really to kind of put their mark on the role he's a good actor and also in terms of researching you know, his future projects, apart from Citadel, uh, I can't find anything, Andy. So is that on purpose? Is he keeping his diary free, you know, for that phone call? Or he just can't get anything. Um, but interestingly, Andy, just got on to kind of expand on the Citadel bit as well. That was interesting, Andy, because I don't know if anyone's ever done this before. So what they've done is they've got a, a main series, which he's in, but then what they're doing is doing several spin-offs so in italy india spain and mexico which are kind of related to the main bit but they're actually going to be shot in their native language so it's all within okay. the same universe but i thought that was quite interesting interesting how it's going to be all interlinked and i don't think i've ever seen anything like that before it's not like a, a spin-off like you know you have spin-offs as a say csi or you know um, ncis and stuff like that this seemed to be like, oh, you've got your main series, but then they've done these other ones, which are going to be based in that, you know, that local language, which obviously relates to spies. Are they then going to focus on like, the criminal organizations or are they going to focus on that spy organization in that country? And it's all going to link with the, the main story arc, which is being filmed in um, Britain, I believe. So, yeah, just wanted to kind of mention that. I thought that was sounding interesting. So that was my verdict. What about you in terms of um, Richard Madden? That, that's interesting you mentioned about his uh, lack of future projects. I mean, does he know something that we don't? But I think you've hit the nail on the head. I think he's in that sweet spot in terms of age. I think he's, he's young enough to play the, the part long term. So like you said, the next 10, 15 years or half a dozen movies or whatever that may be. Uh, but he's also old enough to be believable. So he's not baby faced. He's not too young. And the fact that he's got some big big parts on his cv already and particularly game of thrones and and i thought he was tremendous in the bodyguard very very good series that was it, for me right at the top of the list in terms of potential he's got the looks he's got the he's got the skills 
He's got that charisma. He's got that natural style. I'm struggling to think of a better choice than Richard Madden, to be honest. You've obviously said you watched Bodyguard. You said it was really good. Do you know if they're making any more Bodyguards? I have not seen anything. Because I didn't notice it on his future projects, but I wonder whether he's committed to that, but they haven't announced it. So maybe that's one of the reasons why he's not committed. And I've not seen Eternal, so I don't know whether he survives in that film or not. So when they do the the next one in the Eternals, I don't know if he's going to be in that, but I've not seen it yet. So he might die, he might live. But I just wonder, again, maybe that's why he's not got stuff planned, you know, because he's tied in potentially in terms of contracts. I don't know. So, yeah, the, the bodyguard has not been formally renewed but it seems to be heavily rumored that it will happen from some of the articles i'm seeing when i look online i think the problem is just waiting for everyone to stop being busy so they can get the band back together as it were next one on the list jamie dornan age 39 so andy's just in the our age group but by the time you know it's released he's tipping over to the the 40 41 marks but you know, you could argue he's in our age profile, like we said. So he's British. He was born in Northern Ireland. Um, notable work. So he was in The Fall. So he's in three seasons of The Fall. I think his, his biggest job on his CV is the Fifty Shades franchise that my wife has seen, but I haven't. So he's in the trilogy there. He's in a film as well for Belfast, which has won a lot of accolades as well, but I've not seen. And he's also in a TV series, Andy, that has been marketed and you know i've seen a lot of advertisements for that but i haven't got around to seeing it yet and to be honest it's not even made it onto my watch list yet the tourist that's a tv miniseries in terms of future projects again andy i could only find the one for this actor so again is that because he's keeping his diary free or they've just not announced his you know his future projects is all tight-lipped so he's in a, a netflix film so heart of stone and that is supposed to be a spy thriller what's your thoughts on actor number seven in our top 10 so so this is an actor i know who he is but i'm not familiar with any of his work um i'm not so 50 shades obviously is a is a huge book and film franchise I've not seen them myself. My wife, I think, watched the first one and said it was quite boring. So that gave me a lot of confidence in terms of my skills if she's finding that kind of stuff boring. But that's um, that's another podcast for another time. The only thing I noted, and this is just pure speculation on my behalf, is could the connection with Fifty Shades be a good marketing tool to attract more female viewers to the Bond franchise? Not that the Bond franchise necessarily is lacking female viewers, but... You know, there's that there's that sex appeal there allegedly uh, with this guy. So for me, I'm unsure. I don't know his work well enough to to judge either way. So the jury is out. How would you judge his chances? Yeah, interesting that you mentioned about obviously James Bond and the Fifty Shades of Grey. Because can you just imagine the um, the sex scenes that if he does with James Bond, he's like, don't worry, I've got my own props, and he just brings all the stuff over that he's got from Fifty Shades of Grey franchise. His his gadgets from Q would be very, very different, wouldn't they? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Poor Q. Yeah, so I... Because I've, I've seen the first two seasons of The Fall where he plays a, a serial killer and he was very good in that. But like I mentioned earlier, I've not seen Fifty Shades of Grey. My wife likes him and I've not seen 
Um, the other things that we mentioned, I'm trying to think of anything else that I've seen him in smaller parts. So he is, he is famous, you know, I think really because of the Fifty Shades of Grey, you know, I think that's probably his biggest gig. He looks the part though, Andy. I think he, he looks like a Bond. He's, he's very attractive, very suave, but also he he can play that more darker rough kind of bond if they wanted to continue the gritty kind of path you know carry on down a path that Daniel Craig took bond on so I do think he could play that type of bond so you, you know you've got your, your both ends kind of the spectrum there for me I personally wouldn't be disappointed with him being cast but he's not my favorite is my concluding um, statement there we go you've heard it here first number seven pick uh, let's move on to number eight. Tom Hopper, age 37, Englishman, uh, has been in various TV series, including Merlin, uh, Black Sails, Game of Thrones, The Umbrella Academy. Uh, was also in the Resident Evil Welcome to Raccoon City film. And some future projects he's got lined up is uh, another series of The Umbrella Academy for TV, a film called Climber about the American mountaineer Gary Hemming, uh, and also a Netflix film called Love in the Villa, uh, a romantic comedy. What about Tom Hopper then, Jay? Is he is he on your shortlist for James Bond? He if well if he, if I had a shortlist, Andy, he wouldn't be. Um, he's obviously on the bookish shortlist, but he he wouldn't be a, a name that I would have picked if I'm being honest. Uh, I've seen a number of those TV programs. Obviously, I watched Game of Thrones, but it was only in a few episodes. Black Sails, I think I only saw the first two seasons. And Merlin, I think I watched the first season. I do recall him in Merlin and Black Sails. And I do recall him in Game of Thrones, but he was only in a few episodes. I've not seen The Umbrella Academy. It's one of those on my watch list. And I've not seen the Resident Evil film. Um, for me, he, it is largely TV work um, that is done. So it's similar to, you know, like I mentioned um, a few minutes ago, to some of the Bond actors that we've seen. You know, in terms of TV work, I don't think he looks like a Bond, if I'm being honest. Um, he has the physique. He is good looking. But when I look at him, I don't instantly think, oh, that's a, a James Bond actor, future James Bond actor in the making. But not really excited by him. If it's the age profile, you know, in the 30s. But yeah, he's, he's not doing it for me, Andy. What about you? So he's another one on my list of who is this guy. Of the things kind of pointed out as his notable work the only thing i've seen is game of thrones and i have no idea what part he played in that i don't remember him at all it's so it's, it's difficult to judge without really knowing who he is i don't want to say no outright because of anything i've evidenced but i haven't got a clue who he is so on that basis if he enters my audition room i'm going to ask security to get check for his credentials so uh, he goes he goes in the mystery box mystery box okay that's fair enough Andy. i mean these are the top 10 based on bookies so they're not our top 10. yeah we're, we're not yet firmly established in the tv film world so we, we don't have as many connections as, no. as other people do so that's why we don't know quite so many people no and maybe one day our time will yes, come that's what I was our time, yeah. exactly thinking then so next one on sam huen so he's 41 andy so he's just tipping out of our little age profile but you know, he, he's still okay, still younger than Tom Hardy. So he's British. He was born in Scotland. He's notable work. So he's in Outlander, the Amazon TV program. So he's in that for five seasons and they are doing more seasons. So I think he's committed to the next 
I think there's up to six, seven, and eight. I think they've announced Andy. So he's got those future commitments there. He's also in Bloodshot to Vin Diesel film, SAS Red Notice, and The Spy Who Dumped Me. Very Bond feel, you know, likeness there. The Spy Who Dumped Me, obviously a play on words there. Future projects. Everest, not to be confused with the film that came out um, a few years ago, The Everest There. This is an Amazon film with Ewan McGregor and Mark Strong. So that is supposed to be released next year in 23. So, you know, he, he is filming that. So he's still got a bit of time before that's released. And he's in a remake, would you call it? Adapted from a Danish TV series. So suspect so this is a british tv thriller with james nesbitt so andy what's your thoughts on sam huan so for the last guy tom was it tom hopper um i said i didn't want to say no because i'd not seen any of his work so it'd be unfair to judge this time however it's a straight no from me i don't know who he is it doesn't look like bond he's in his 40s straight pass move on very concise andy I will just say, I'm not sure either. He's not my favourite. I don't think he looks like Bond. He's not done many films, and the films he has done, I don't think they've been any good. I've only personally watched Outlander season one. Again, it's on my watch list. So, yeah, let's just move on. That He doesn't float our boat, does he, Sam? So, next one. I think this is the last one on our list, isn't it, Andy, before we move on to our outsiders. Last one, yeah. Tenth on the list is Jamie Bell, English actor, age 35, probably most famous for the film Billy Elliot, uh, but he's also in the film King Kong and the film Rocketman, as well as uh, four series of the TV show Turn Washington Spies. Uh, he's got a few future projects lined up, including a film called Surrounded, a TV series for Apple TV Plus called Shining Girls, and also a biopic based on Fred and Ginger to be made by Amazon Studios. So is, he rounds out the top 10 for the bookmakers. How do you round him out his chances as being the next Bond? I think he's a good actor. Um, he, he, you know, fixed the age profile. I think I Googled his height. I think he's quite short. He, you know, he's not a six footer. So in terms of physique, uh, I don't think he's um, that intimidating. But although Daniel Craig isn't six foot, is he? You know, I, I love Billy Elliot. It's, it's a brilliant film, but... I think he looks, I know we both made this this note, he's very fresh-faced, isn't he? Even though he's 35, only, you know, how old is he compared to you, Andy? Is he like one or two years old, younger than you? Uh, two years younger than me, uh, but looks about 25 years younger than me. <laughs> I don't know that says more about <laughs> you than it says about Jamie Bell. But yeah, he, he just looks so young, so... Yeah, he, he doesn't do it for me. He is a great actor. And again, Turn, Washington Spies, was on my watch list, Andy, and I watched the first season the other year when I thought, you know what, I'm going to start watching it again. Amazon have took it off <laughs> the prime, so I have to pay for the honour to watch it. So I've kept it on my watch list for the day it returns to Amazon Prime. But no, yeah, it's a no for me. Um, what about you? Yeah, see, if he was that good, you'd have paid good money to see him. And you're not willing to pay, so he's, he's not worth your time and effort. Um, I've got similar notes to you. I think he still looks like a boy. He can't have a boy playing a man's role. Good actor, he's not good enough for Bond, so it's it's a no from me. So that rounds out the bookies' top ten. Uh, what we thought we'd do at this point is just pick a couple of actors each who are kind of outside the top ten, maybe outsiders, you know, maybe, maybe they're 
they're not even considered or maybe they are they are considered but a long shot so we've chosen two each uh jay do you want to go with your first one yeah so andy so i the top 10 i think we we've both agreed before we came online that it's a strong top 10 there's a couple of actors in there that we we you know we both said we're not quite familiar so i found this task of picking two outsiders a bit difficult so my first choice who I do think would be a good James Bond, is Henry Golden. So he's 35. He's also the first non-British person on the list, Andy, you know, that we just mentioned. So he's from Malaysia. So his notable works include Crazy Rich Asians, Last Christmas, and Snake Eyes. And his future projects, the film in the Crazy Rich Asians, two sequels based on the books, back to back. Um, he's in a film called Persuasion, which is based on a Jane Austen book. And that includes, cast includes Richard E. Grant and Dakota Johnson. And then Assassin Club film. So that's a spy movie, Andy. So a few of these actors we've mentioned seem to have spy movie jobs already lined up. That's got Sam Neill in. So for me, He's my actor number one, so not necessarily the first choice out of my wild list. It's just the, the first name that kind of came to my head. Good age. He, he looks like a Bond, good physique, good-looking chap. Not British, though. So I know we've had George Lazenby as, as an Aussie. Does that go against him? But he can pull off a, a British accent. The films I've seen him in, so I've seen him in Crazy Rich Asians, last Christmas I think it was very good so he was my first wild card what's your verdicts on Henry Golden so again this is this is a guy who I have no idea who he is so uh, my notes here are somewhat limited I will say he does look the part absolutely does look the part and age 35 is kind of that sweet spot that we talked about so on the surface superficially can't see anything wrong with it he looks he looks like he would be a good bond the right age but in terms of his acting chops, I've not seen any of his work to judge. So uh, the jury's out for me. So, Andy, actor number two. So I was Googling this for ages. I was looking at various people and I was thinking, like, I didn't want to pick someone that I knew wouldn't be an option straight away. So, like, you know, they were too old or too young. Also, like we said, we both said we think it should be a male actor. So I discarded looking at female actors. So I was thinking, like, who could it be? And you know what, Andy, as part of the podcast notes, I was going to put myself down as a joke. And then I was going to, like, make up some notable works and future projects. But then I thought, nope, this is for our patron members. I can't be messing about. So I picked Michael Fassbender. So he is 44 years old. So that kind of goes against what we said earlier. He's German, but he can pass as British. Notable work. So he's been in four X-Men films, Inglourious Bastards, Prometheus, Macbeth, Steve Jobs as well. And Future Project. So he's in Kong Fury 2. So that's supposed to be out sometime this year. He's in a film called Next Goal Wins, which I thought was quite interesting. And they did a bit of Googling about this. So this is a sports comedy about the American Samoa national football team. So it's based on a BBC documentary, apparently. So this bloke football coach basically says, I'm going to take the American Samoa national team, who I believe were ranked last in the world. And he said he wanted to move them up. I won't tell you how that went. 
so I won't avoid, you know, I won't do any spoilers, but also is in The Killer. So that's a David Fincher film. So it's another Netflix film, Andy, they're getting everywhere. Um, no release date um, at the moment, but that's based on a French comic book. So for me, he was my number two, but I struggled because I didn't want to put anyone on there that I thought, you know, we're just going to discard. If he was 10 years younger, eight years, maybe even pushing five years younger, I thought he'd be really, really good. He's got a strong CV. But I think if they're going for the longer story arc, I think it's probably going to be too old. If they're going to knock out two films, I think they probably only could get away with maybe three. You know, we're getting, I think, to the end of Roger Moore's range, you know, when he started to look a bit old. I think I think we're going to be pushing it. Um, what about you? What's your, what's your view on my last wild card? So I think this is a good choice, you know, in, in some really strong roles, looks the part, would be a believable Bond, I think. But it's the age. 44 is just too old for a long-term Bond project. So aside from that, it, it'd be on my shortlist for sure. But I think it, this role comes, like you said, probably five or ten years too late for him to seriously be considered, in my view. So I've I've also picked a couple of actors. I could mess about and put myself on the list. I am English and I'm age 37 and I look terrible and have no acting skills. Aside from that, I'd be perfect for the role, but let's, let's be serious. And so the first actor I've, I've chosen as a bit of an outsider is Martin Compston. He's 37, Scottish actor. He's been in various TV series, including Monarch of the Glen, Line of Duty for six series. He plays D.I. Arnott in, in the lead role. The series Vigil recently, he, again, a lead role in that. He was in the film The Damned United, which um, is about Brian Clough's reign as manager of Leeds United for 44 days. And then he's had a few one-off roles in, in shows like Ripper Street, Silent Witness, Casualty. And side note, he was also briefly a professional footballer back in the day. I believe Greenock Morton was his team. He made a handful of appearances, but had to, I think he had to retire due to injury. And he's got a future ITV series coming up in due course based on a crime thriller book uh, called our house so i i think he ticks a lot of the boxes he's you know his age is about right age 37 he's shown some real versatility in his roles particularly in vigil and the line of duty uh, the scottish heritage you know bond is a scotsman according to the books so that might be a uh, an interesting addition but for me whilst it's an interesting option the thing that kind of puts it down for me is the physical imposing nature of bond i think is lacking and that's mainly due to the fact that he's quite petite he's five foot eight he's not particularly stacked but in terms of his acting chops i thought it'd be an interesting option but probably not on my shortlist but an interesting wild card nonetheless what say you jay yeah i think that's that was a wild card andy because when you sent me that i thought who's he and then I Googled him. Um, I've only seen the first season of Line of Duty, so his name didn't ring any bells um, straight away. But obviously, as soon as I saw his face, I thought, oh, yeah, thanks as well. You know, I was planning to watch the other seasons, and now I know he's in six of them, so I know he's not going to be killed <laughs> off any time shortly. <laughs> Spoiler warning, anyone. Um, but no, he's... When I looked at him, I, I didn't personally didn't think he, he looks like the type of Bond that we mentioned earlier. You know, you mentioned his height and I, I wrote down his height as well. I think if we were trying to shoehorn him into a, a Bond movie, my note was maybe a future Q. I don't even think personally I would cast him as a baddie. 
maybe a henchman. But yeah, he he wasn't he didn't do it for me, Andy. That's a, that's a fair point. That's why he's a wild card. Another wild card, again, not one that you would necessarily associate with uh, the Bond role, but is uh, Killian Murphy, Irish actor, age forty-five. That straight away throws a couple of red flags up. Let's let's go with it for the purpose of making an entertaining podcast. Been in tons of stuff, but just to pick out a few of the big things he's in, he's the Scarecrow in the Dark Knight trilogy. Uh, he was in the film Inception and is in the TV series Peaky Blinders. And he's also got a future Christopher Nolan film in the books called Oppenheimer, which is due out next year. So, you know, a huge range of big budget TV and film roles. I think that adds to his uh, CV. He has been spoken of in the past as an outsider. So it's not, you know, not a complete wild card, but it, it is always been in an outside role, never really been one of the favorites. I think his, his acting skills are tremendous. I, I really enjoy him in, in all the things we've mentioned above. Um, his role as Scarecrow is, is amazing. I think no for Bond, but would probably make a very good Bond villain. How would you rank my second wild card? I agree. I think he's um, probably too old in terms of playing Bond. He is obviously a very good actor, and he does appear in quite a few Christopher Nolan films as well. And I agree um, with all your points, Andy. My note was agree with all your points, but a no for me, for Bond. I agree. I think he'd probably play a better villain, actually. Um, Andy, um, before we kind of move on to the next um, topic, can I just say I'm a little bit disappointed with your wildcard, Andy, because I was half expecting you to name a wrestler. I thought he was going to like slip in a wrestler uh, as of one of your wild cards. So I was half expecting that. You know... I very nearly went with John Cena because <laughs> now now he's grown the hair out a little bit. He's got he's got the you know nice nice head of hair. He's obviously jacked to the gills, but he's in his mid forties. So straight away we'd be talking how he's too old for the role. Obviously, I've mentioned that The Rock has said he wants the role, but he's pushing fifty now, and he's a huge man. You know that's that's probably not going to go in his favour. Uh, particularly if he's trying to blend in and be a secret agent. There's nothing secret about him when you've got a six foot five, twenty stone Samoan barreling towards you. So uh, that would that would be his downfall. I can't really think of any other wrestlers that would make good bonds, to be honest. I may, maybe I will research that um, in my own time for my own benefit because no one's going to want to listen to me talk about wrestlers in Bond films. Maybe that's your homework, Andy, where... You know, when we do our next bonus episode at the beginning, you can come back and say, this is, you know, the WWE or whatever franchises do wrestling is the one nomination I put forward as James, you know, as a future James Bond. There's plenty of Bond villains. <laughs> I mean, wrestlers have been Bond villain, villains in the past. Mm. So, you know, you can imagine someone like a Hulk Hogan as a villain. I mean, he's a villain in real life these days, but... Um, <laughs> Getting on a bit, you know, Stone Cold Steve Austin as the next Blofeld with that bald head and the goatee beard. So many options. I'm surprised they've not had any, well, that they've not had any um, Bond girls from wrestling because obviously they've got the Divas, do they call it? Wrestling Divas? They have had Divas in the past, yeah, and there's um, one or two branched out into acting. One, one or two branched out into acting of a different sort as well, but uh, we won't discuss <laughs> that. But yeah, there's there's a few past and present that would make very very nice bond girls that's for sure okay so that is the bookies top 10 and our two wild cards each 
Now, our regular listeners for our main podcast will recognize this next feature. So this is the wife pick, Andy. And Andy, you're going to go first because your wife is partaking. Is she doing this because it's the bonus episode, our first bonus? Or is it just because she get, she got to lech at 10 good-looking men for 10, 15, 30, an hour? So, so full disclosure, she didn't go through the full list, okay. um, but she did partake in the conversation that I had with her earlier today about who may or may not be a good bond going forward. Uh, but I think ultimately she understands that our, our Patreon members are, are the core audience and you know they we really appreciate their hard work so even she had to finally pull away and do something for this series so yeah we had we had more of a conversation we didn't go through the full list but the name that she said straight away was tom hardy as a potential bond um, and the reason she said it is that he's a bit gritty like daniel craig so i think she although she's not watched all of the daniel craig films she has watched one the first one back in the day that's the kind of thing that attracted her to to the role is that he's a gritty more realistic type star and then she made some good points she said is he too big of a star though she says does it need to be a b-lister rather than a-lister like you know is an a-list a-lister actor too too famous for the role of bond as it were which is quite an interesting question uh she also mentioned uh richard madden and henry cavill because she's enjoyed their work in in previous films and series and then she also said should it be a big tv star rather than a big film star as they don't already have the recognition so she posed a couple of interesting points there but but the name she called out tom hardy was the first name she called out straight away and then richard madden henry cavill as maybes so that was, i thought it was quite a worthwhile discussion without really shedding too much light or adding new names to the list how did your better half get on with this task well, it's nice that the um, the Mrs. Andy has partaken and she's gave some good feedback there. And it's interesting that she's picked up some themes that we've obviously discussed during this episode as well about, you know, TV, actor, etc. Well, my better half, is, as you mentioned, I basically had to get 10 windows up on my screen of each of their faces. So not, you know, not their CV or anything, Google Images you know, for each of them. And then I had to listen to her go, oh, ah, as she like reviewed each of the actors. So obviously that just made me feel really small and insignificant because obviously some of these actors have got their tops off and everything there in all these images. And then she's scrolling through them, closing various windows and narrow it down. So she said Richard Madden and Reggae Jean Page as the two. But then she followed that up with, based purely on looks and nothing to do with acting. So that was her input. She's basically just leched at these 10 male actors and then made the opinion. So I think she's a um, wannabe Bond girl, but, you know, she's too old now. So That's very interesting. I think at this stage, before we move on, I should apologise to our listeners for Jay's wife setting feminism back 40 years. <laughs> But she did agree that it shouldn't be a woman playing Bond as well. Because then I said, oh, what about some of these other bits that we kind of discussed earlier? She went, no, it has to be a bloke. And then obviously she just then latched. It's funny, though, because, you know, the people, you know, listeners that obviously listen to our main podcast, 
and my wife's feedback where she's basically said bond is male chauvinistic sexist blah 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 she then just basically does the similar kind of thing you know she didn't slap me about though to be fair but um yeah but she did say Andy, and i was really surprised she discarded henry she doesn't like the look of henry i don't know why but you know, she, we're going to go for our top 10 now. And I showed her the top 10 and the book is top 10. And she, she, she explicitly said, oh, no, not, not Henry. And also Idris is too old. And then she, you know, she just discarded some other people as well. Like, you know, we've said, oh, not to do it. But no, yeah. So that's the two people um, she vainly picked out on. So, yeah, yeah, I agree. I'm going to tell her that, Andy, that, you know, she set feminism back 40 years. And I'm probably going to have to have a word with my daughter to make sure she doesn't, you know, take after the missus. So, Andy, you know, the, the rating room, this is what we do. So we are going to rank the top 10 people from the bookies of Pitt that we've covered already. So as I mentioned, we're not going to include our outsiders. So, Andy, we're going to do each one in order. So my number one is Richard Madden. Who have you got? I agree with that pick. Richard Madden is my number one. So that's, that's interesting because, you know, our listeners will know that sometimes we do have a similar ranking, don't we? But sometimes we, we do have that variation. So let's see, that's going to continue. Ranking, so number two, I've gone for Henry Cavill. What about you? And I again agree with you. This is getting boring, isn't it? Oh, two for two. Uh, Henry Cavill, number two. Let's see if we can, if our bronze medalist changes things. So I've gone for Tom Hardy at number three. What about you? So I've gone for Idris Elba. Yeah, even though you know we talked about the age and we talked about various things why he shouldn't be, I just think he's terrific. So I'll, I'd be happy with him as my my plan C. Plan C. So uh, would you? Would you rather see him in just say two films opposed to someone later on your list that might be in say four, five, six films? Yeah, I think I probably would. Okay. Particularly as we get further down the list. Yeah. Because, yeah, I suppose, you know, in terms of our rankings, in my mind, I was thinking of being an exchange bond for, you know, that fits in our criteria maybe. Because you people, I suppose you and I might have a different view. We said, James Bond was only going to be made one more time. And then, you know, you have to pick an actor. We might have a different person then, might we? We're just going to say, the franchise is going to end one more film. Who would it be? And then, you know, we probably both pick someone different in terms of these rankings um, because of the, the various things that we've mentioned. So number four, I've gone for Raggy Jean Page. How about you? Uh, number four, I've gone Tom Hardy. Okay. So uh, not, not too far behind your pick. No. So number five, I've gone for Jamie Dornan. How about you? Uh, and I'm a step behind once again. My number five is Reggae Jean Page. That's uh, there's only a little bit of variation at the moment. So number six, I've gone for James Norton and Andy. Uh, full disclosure: these next few picks are somewhat random because I'm less familiar with their work and in typical anti-feminist style i've gone also based on looks as well so number six i've also gone james norton based on how he looks in his looks yeah. there's a rhyme for you yes 
So number seven, I'll go for Sam Huan. And your number seven? My number seven is Jamie Dornan. Okay. Number eight, I've gone for the memorable Tom Hopper. How about you? I agree. Number eight, Tom Hopper. Number nine, I've gone for Idris Elba and Andy. Uh, That's very interesting because obviously very different from my number three of Idris Elba. So there's a a big discrepancy there. I've gone for Sam Hewan at number nine. So that leaves Jamie Bell for my number 10. As it does with me. And although he's an actor that I am familiar with, more more so than kind of ranking six to nine, he was the one that straight away I said, no, he's not a Bond actor. So he he was my my number one, my number two, and my number 10 were the first ones I picked when I was ranking them. And Jamie Bell, unfortunately, is an easy number 10. Yeah, so I think looking for that, Andy, we've got them side by side. The only one I would say jump out is, you know, like you just mentioned, Idris Elba. Everyone else, I'm just looking, is within one or two places of each other, aren't they? We've got, I think, do we match five out of ten exactly? Yeah, and then, like, there is one or two out, isn't it? And then four of the others, yeah, four of the others similar, and then Idris (laughs) <laughs> I'm, su- I'm surprised he's so far down your list especially because he's an arsenal fan as well i mean does that change your mind at all i've done i've done it purely on i want an actor to come in for the next 10 15 years and you know where you just said you did your number one two and that 10 i did my 10 9 first because i thought discard those two straight away and to be honest richard madden and henry cavill I was doing an hour in between one and two. So I left those to the end because I knew that they were going to occupy my first and second, but I wasn't quite sure in what order. And then Tom Hardy, I had in my mind as number three, just because of his age and um, how busy he is. So that's how I did it. And the others were, you know, reggae was like the, the best of the other bunch in terms of the ones we, you know, we've not covered. So that's, that's, Interesting, Andy. Um, in terms of what we've got, is there anything else we want to cover? I think I think we're wrapping up. I think my my takeaway from this is that you know you've called out Richard Madden as your number one, as have I, as did your wife, and also my wife called him out as a maybe as well. So there's a there's a consensus there that Richard Madden should be the next James Bond. So Andy, are you basically saying I should go and put my mortgage on Richard Madden at my local bookies? Then is that what you're saying? I would say maybe not the mortgage, but if you've got a spare couple of quid lying around, it's got to be worth a punt. Does anyone have a spare quid in their their current climate um, in England? No, that's a good observation, Andy, actually, um, in terms of what you just picked out there. Uh, Me, you, and the missus. And let me just scroll to the top. Did we... Oh, no, to be fair, Richard Madden isn't the number one on the bookies, is is he? He's he's sort of mid-table. That's why I say it's worth a punt. Yeah. Let me look. What what did we was say? It, Nine, to Nine to one. Nine to one. Yeah, sixth favorite with the bookies. So I could spare a quid. I just let my kids know they can't have lunch at school, and then that would be fine. I can I can afford a pound there for Richard Madden. There'll, there'll always be another lunch for the kids. They they need to learn hard lessons sometimes. So you know, think of this podcast as not only entertainment but also a public service and you know teaching your kids valuable lessons about life. Indeed. Actually, Andy, before we sign, before you sign off, as you usually do, Patreon listeners, feel free to you know contact us on any of our social media. 
um, accounts and let us know what they think as well. What have we missed anyone? Have the bookies missed anyone in terms of the top 10? What do people think of our outsiders, Andy, as well? And feel free to, you know, let us know whether could you argue the case for um, a female bond? Um, are we looking at actors too young in the 30s? Do, do people disagree and think maybe they should go for an older bond or even younger? Totally reboot the franchise and get someone younger. I've seen Tom Holland mentioned about a very young James Bond. You know, yeah, let us know. I don't know if there's anything else, Andy, uh, Andy, that I've missed in terms of what people can kind of feed back in. Yeah, maybe tell us some of your criteria. Have we missed any criteria out altogether? Does Bond need to be rebooted? Do you go for an origin story? Is it, you know, Bond at birth and it follows his childhood? Let, let us know what you think at the usual addresses. All positive and negative feedback will be treated accordingly. Uh, but thank you for listening to this first bonus episode. Future bonus episodes will be upcoming, so stay tuned for those, including a future episode where we'll focus on the announcement as and when it happens. So let's see if we are on the money with our, our Rich and Madden choice, whether the bookies are on the money with the Reggae Jean Page, or whether there was a complete outsider that nobody had thought of ends up taking the mantle. Uh, but until next time, thanks for listening, and we'll see you soon.